0: Well, thank you all so much for joining us today. Uh, welcome to Alabama Care. Uh, today we have on the show with us Mr. You Daniel Travier message. and also Stephanie Shepard. And we are going to be educating you about uh, disability-related issues uh, as it relates to employment, but also talking about uh, celebrating issues as it relates to employment. So October is... Uh, Disability Employment Awareness Month, and we 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 want to bring awareness to disability-related issues uh, with employment. So Daniel, tell us a little bit about you.
1: Okay. um, I was born in New York, Long Island. Let's see, I graduated high school in 2008, actually from South Carolina. Lived there for a little while as a kid. Uh, Moved to Florida, met my wife there, we got married, Um, I had a stroke in 2018, Um, so I left my left side disabled, I've recovered and was able to walk, still working on rehabbing and therapy. Uh, We moved here to Alabama to live with my in-laws and just continue our lives here with uh our newborn son who was actually born here in Alabama.
0: So Stephanie, tell us a little bit about yourself.
2: Uh, Well, I'm Stephanie Shepherd. I'm here from Birmingham, Alabama. And I graduated from Carol W. Hayes High School, 1983. I went to Lawson State and I'm just becoming to be employed about a month now. And uh, I live alone, and I was born with my disability, which is called spina bifida.
0: Okay. So I feel like I'm having a family reunion with you guys. Um, I've um, had an opportunity to personally work with the both of you and to watch you all's journey to employment. And um, I'm just so um, overwhelmed with joy to see um, how well the both of you all are doing. And so um, what we want to do today is I would like for you guys to just kind of be open and and vulnerable about your journey to employment and the the issues and obstacles that you face, how did you overcome them, but also now that you are employed. um, um, How are you contributing to that to that work to that to that workplace so Daniel so you uh, became disabled by way of a stroke, but prior to having your stroke, you, uh, um, uh, managed or, a CDS. So right. what was is, what was it, the transition like for you?
1: Uh, well, the transition that's, you know, I had the, uh, the stroke one night and, you know, my, my life, as you guys can imagine, drastically changed from one day to the next. Um, I, I was a store manager working 65 hours a week. Uh, I worked my way up into that position with CVS. I started with them um, back in 2012 as a cashier, and I worked my way up and just saw a career opportunity. And And so fast forward, 2018, I'm managing a store in, in uh, Florida, in Pembroke Pines, Florida, near Hollywood Beach. And um, yeah, so... And to now rehabbing, being able to walk again and, and you know, working with DeLorenzo and deciding, you know, I think it's time for me to get back out in the world and start working again. Transition was hard because I said, you know, my skills set that I know I still have up here, you know, physically I wasn't the same, but still not the same yet. Um, but mentally up here, I have all this information and skills from retail my previous um work environment so mm-hmm.
0: now prior to your stroke you had just had a newborn baby and so how was that
1: yeah so when the stroke happened my wife was a, a few months pregnant and we were both very excited and you know we we still were and you know he actually her being pregnant actually carried us through Looking forward to him, carried us through um, the whole rehab process, being in the hospital for months. It was very hard on her. She could tell you better about that. But, you know, walking around the hospital with her belly about 12 feet in front of her. So it was so big. And, um, but it it was, yeah, we were just overwhelmed with joy once he actually arrived. He's always been a a light for us Mm -hmm. since since we found out he was coming.
0: Now, Daniel, I I recall that when we first began searching for employment opportunities for you, at first you wanted to work from home and we actually got your job working from home. But on your very (laughs) first day, you began to experience some seizures and how did you feel knowing that you had worked so hard to uh, get back into working again, to obtain employment again, but only to experience a, a, a situation that, you know, um, caused you to have a setback on your very first day?
1: Yeah, it was really tough. Um, you know, I prepared myself mentally. It was hard for me. I said, you know, I'm going back to work. I, I used to say at the beginning, very beginning of my rehab process, I'm not going to go back to work until I'm back 100% and I can do the job I used to do before because I was still passionate about that at the moment. You know, as time progressed, I said, okay, you know, I can step back foot out there and use the skills that I have right now present and up here in my mind, like I said before, about customer service and stuff like that. And You know, to step back, you know, back in and then, like I said on the first day, you know, experience that happening to me and then to find out, okay, this is going to set you so far back behind on the training that is, you know, that progressed. It didn't stop and wait for me, you know, and I understand the business side of it, you know, they can't wait for me and there's other people training as well. So I had to go ahead and just let go of that position. It was really tough. It was a hard transition to me.
0: What kind of advice would you give to other individuals who are uh, living with a disability, who's thinking to be employed, but may experience some setbacks? What type of advice would you give to those individuals?
1: Uh, Let's see, setbacks are gonna happen, you know. Don't expect that it's not gonna happen. Definitely realize and have the proper expectations. Don't expect you're going to fail either, but uh, you know, sometimes you're going to take a couple steps forward and you might take a step back, a couple steps back. uh, But be prepared uh, mentally and definitely have a support system if you can. Usually it's family, or in my situation, my case is always my wife and family. Those people can be there for you to talk you through and be open and vulnerable and just tell them what's, on, what's really going through your mind. Don't try to hide. You know, if, if you're feeling a certain way, you're feeling a certain way, just be open and honest with your support system, your close friends, the people who are closest with you that encourage you and really push you to, and wanna see you do the best that you can do.
0: Do you think it's difficult for people uh, with disabilities who are, you know, seeking to be as independent as possible, and and me, especially somebody with your particular disability, who you know, um, you know, you ran or managed a, a CVS, and, and now having to, you know, come back into the to the workplace, you know, in a, in a in a different way. But do you think it's diff- difficult for somebody to um, to be vulnerable and open with their support system about their limitations?
1: Uh, definitely, think it's difficult. Yeah, yeah, it's it can be for me personally. It can be a challenge. I know, you know, I, I it's very important for me to for people that care about me and want to see me succeed. I, you know, I it's important for me to not let them down and to to you know if I sit down and talk with them and we lay out a plan and goals. You know, once you set goals and you're pointing towards them, it's hard if you don't hit that target. So for sure, you know, it's important to be vulnerable and open and honest about about that. You know, if if you don't hit the target that you were aiming for, recollect and, and you know, do some reorganizing and talk about it. And, and if you're upset about it and you're upset about it, be honest about it. Don't try to suppress that feeling that you have and it's not going to help you.
0: Ms. Shepherd.
1: Yes,
0: sir. I, I'm so proud of you and your journey. I've watched you up you know, with your journey. And so, first of all, Ms. Shepard, um, this is your very first job. Yes. <laughs> and so, um, I remember when you came in and, and, and you told me that, I was like, wow. And so, right. initially, you also wanted to work from home initially. Right. One of the main reasons why you wanted to work from home initially, was because of of transportation. So how do you think transportation affects uh, individuals with disability when it comes to them securing employment?
2: Well, my thing is, is that they, um, a lot of times they don't take people with disabilities serious when it comes to jobs. You know, they look at it like, They probably not going to get paid or or they just going somewhere like to an adult center or something like that, which is nothing wrong with that. But when you are being hired on and paid, you have to be there on time, just like they have to be there on time to to transport people. Hmm. So I had to put my foot down. I had to one day not even go to work. And I had to have a talk with the person that was over this, you know, the the physical, handicapped people transportation, and let them know that this is very important to me, just like your job is important to you. Mm -hmm. So I had to I had to work on that, and right now here lately, so good, so great. That's
0: good. That's good. Right. So you um, you um decided that you would go head on and work out in the community as right. a, working at home right now why did
2: you make that decision? Because I like to get out. I love to mingle with people. I want people to see me. I want people to understand the fact that even though I have a disability, I still can get out here and interact with you guys. I'm not going to sit back and be afraid. I, I go down there. I'm just going to be honest. I can go down there Central Station. I get my respect. <laughs> I mean, you know, boast a brag of that, but I'm just saying, you're not going to run over me. So I just, I love to get out there. I love to be a help. I, if I see a child can't, you know, open their soda, I'll look at the mom and look like, is it okay if I open it for them? And they'd be like, yeah, that's fine. I do, you know, I, when I'm out there,
0: I think we may have lost Miss Shepherd's audio.
2: I'm out there to help. It's okay. There it is. Okay. okay. Go ahead. Okay. Right. But that—that's one of the main things that I just wanted people to know that even though being physically challenged does not mean that you have to sit back and be at home all the time, you can get out here and interact just like anybody else. Most of so you mm-hmm. know. Just enjoy life, enjoy it till you can't enjoy it no more. That's the way I was brought up to do it. And I've been doing this for 56 years. So I be having my fun, you know.
0: Oh, so Miss Shepard, um, I wanna, I, I'm I'm just so amazed, you know, by your journey because, you know, um, 56 years old. Right. And you were born with your disability. Right. And so at at what point did you decide okay i'm fifty six years old, and now right. my first job like, right. like why did you do it at sixteen or twenty one or thirty like
2: well, what was your journey well, well the, the real reason for that was is, uh the the support system like uh, mr Daniel was saying, your support system had to be real strong. And and back at that time, you know, some of your family would be like, well, I don't want you to go and I don't want you to get out there and somebody might take advantage of you or somebody. And because I passed a test when I was 17 to work at Bell South. I promise you. Now, what was it? Yeah, it was Bell South. That's, it's no longer Bell South now, but it was called Bell South and the job was downtown. Oh, my mama had a fit. No, you can't go down there and be down there with all them people that son so, so, I said, mama, you will be surprised of the money I'll be bringing in. And back then my brain was much sharper than it is now, but it's just the opportunity. I don't have to look back and ask nobody. I can just go out there and work. I may not pick up as quick as I probably would have been picking up when I was younger, but I still can manage to, you know, do that. But my thing is, it was the support system. You have to have that. Somebody that's going to say, yeah, baby, go out there and and and, and, and make that money and so and so on, so And uh-uh, it wasn't like that. It was always like something might happen to you. Uh, you don't want nothing to happen to you. I don't want nothing to happen to you. Instead of just having that faith and letting me step out on faith also, because that's what I do every time I get up out my bed. I'm, I'm getting up on faith. So that's how I go.
0: You know, uh, so interesting that you said that your family hindered you from... You know, obtaining employment. Right. It was their fears that stopped you from accomplishing goals that you wanted to accomplish. Do you think that is something that happens a lot in the lives of individuals
2: with disabilities? Oh, yes. Now you have a lot of people that they, they more upscale with the situation now. They're not as fearful. You know, they have cell phones nowadays, and you can keep you know, keeping track, but at that time, cell phones, if you didn't call at home, you were not fit to know nothing. They weren't going to know where you were. They weren't going to know if you was okay or whatever, now, unless you go to a pay phone or go to the, like, say, for instance, when I was in high school, if I wasn't feeling well, I couldn't get on a cell phone and say, well, mom, I'm not feeling good. I need to come home. You know, I would have to walk to the principal's office and call so you know things just done change so drastically differently from you know back in those days
0: so so two questions i want to ask you Uh, the first first question is okay what type of advice will you give to the individual that's living with a disability that may have family members that are hindering them from reaching their goals to employment, what type of advice would you give them on how to um, have a mature and and, and, uh, talk with
2: that that family? Well, just be honest and um, let them know how you feel about certain things, even if they may not feel the same, just still, you know, put your stuff out there, let them know how you feel. And if they decide that, well, I don't want you to do this. Well, give me a chance. I had to tell my family, do you know, I'm gonna be honest. I had to literally beg my family to let me live on my own. Now my mom and dad is deceased now. We're talking about uncles and stuff like that. Let me live. I can live by myself a long time. They didn't know it. I would be by myself anyway. Supposed to be with a family member, they go on about their business. So let me go and live and enjoy my life. Let me unlock my door when I get ready. So that's what they do for for their people. Give them a chance. And if you see where things is not going, where it should go, then you step in and intervene and say, well, this is not working out. Maybe you need to come back home. But first, let them try. You don't know till you try. Because I have really surprised, man. They was like, oh, you're doing good. You're doing excellent. You don't have people running in at your house for what?
0: I love it. don't mean to
2: act silly, y'all.
0: Well, you, you answered my second question. My second question was, what advice would you give to the family members? And. And you did. You answered that question. It is to to give the the person in your life that's living with a disability an opportunity to accomplish their goals of employment. That's
2: just right.
0: Don't limit them. Don't put no no limits on their life. You no. know things are different now, as you said. Right. Just, um, and so give them that opportunity. Right. Mm-hmm. So uh, Daniel. So um, you are t- first of all tell us where you you're working at and what you do.
1: Okay, so I work at Winn Dixie grocery store, and I am a self checkout associate there. I'm basically a cashier. I roam around the area. We ha- it's a unique uh, Winn Dixie because only two in the company have this setup with there's ten self checkout registers, and so I walk around the area, you know, talk to customers. I help them if they have an issue with a coupon, or if they have an issue with pricing, you know, anything that they need, basically. So I walk around the area and I just give good service and smile, greet, you know, tell them to have a good day, basically. So
0: describe your disability and, um, you know, the limitations of it and why this job is a good fit for the type of disability that you live with.
1: Okay, so, so my physical limitation, basically I'm, I'm basically one-handed. My left arm is mostly non-functional. I have some movement there, but not, I would say, not enough to really use it to do some practical application with it. Um, my left leg, I can I can use it to walk. I have limited control of my foot and my ankle, but thankfully the upper leg, you know, is enough to to help me walk around. I wear a brace on the leg to help me walk a little bit faster. Although I can walk without it, it really helps me in the job, so I can walk a little bit quicker to help those customers that need my help.
0: And so, why is that position a good fit?
1: for you uh, it's a perfect fit for me honestly um, i didn't see that coming but mentally i know customer service from my previous employer i learned it from them you know and and just it's i'm basically you know a uh, management level knowledge in a cashier position you know and and a lower position uh, you know so it it's it's a great fit with that, understanding that and then, you know, and being able to anticipate some, a lot of times, even though I don't know Winn-Dixie as well as I knew CVS, anticipating customer needs is, is really helps and it's really super important in, that, in this uh, field of work. As long as you know that and you can apply it. So it really helps me there with that knowledge and experience that I had.
0: Would you encourage others uh, who are living with a disability to pursue that particular type of employment?
1: Um, yes, um, definitely right now, since they're paying more because it's hard to even find a mannequin to stand at the cash register right now, <laughs> if you wanted to. I mean, there's just there's, there's so many opportunities out there right now. If you're if you're not, you know, if you're not too too shy and withdrawn. And you don't mind, you know, interacting and talking with customers here and there, It's, it's, it's a fun, it can be a fun environment. You know, usually, you know, people come together in places like that and they work well together, um, especially if the management is very good at, you know, creating and perpetuating an environment like that. It can be good. And, and it's good for me personally, it works for me because I'm, I'm actually more on the shy side and less social. But for some reason, uh, when I get in an environment, I you know I'm more you know it's my job. I'm getting paid to inc- you know talk to people and to step out and say hi and you know and interact with them.
0: Even you know
1: though most of the time I won't. You no,
0: know, uh, Miss Shepherd.
2: Yes, sir.
0: Oh, did you hear what Daniel just said?
2: Yes.
0: Uh, on the on the uh, he's a uh, originally and, and right. Lord, right. kind of shy and withdrawn, and that kind. You know people wouldn't think that like listening to you now right. Right. but <laughs> I can be
2: that too yeah
0: you can be that as well I can be that yes yeah and both but both of you are are in a position where y'all have to kind of do things outside of what's normally your comfort zone right and so uh I want to I want to kind of expound on that a little bit more but first of all Miss Shepard mm-hmm. tell us um What's your particular disability and where you are employed at, and why is it a good fit for you?
2: Um, My disability is spina bifida, and I'm employed at the YMCA in Mountain Brook. I'm a desk attendant, and my job is to greet people. Now, at first, I wasn't doing too well at that, but I'm still working on it. I got it, but... I'm not as outspoken. I I speak to them and I say, have a nice day when they're leaving. I answer the phones and I look them up on the computer to see if they are members and what have you. But at first I was like, we have butterflies and couldn't hardly speak if I said it was real low but I'm speaking a little bit louder, but I'm not as loud as some of the other, you know, young ladies that be there. Hey, you can hear them up the street. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> but me, I'm kind of like, you know, I'm getting there, I'm getting better. I'm getting better with
0: it. So, so you, you're developing new strengths. That's what the boat right. is. Right, right. And, and that, you know, what I gather from that is what I would tell an individual that, that is living with a disability that's seeking employment, you know, don't be afraid to get outside of your comfort zone. Right. So and 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 take a position that may require you to be out front because both of you guys' position requires you to be out front, to kind of be the face uh, of the right. company per se, and, and 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 you know, meet and greet people. And because right. honestly, you know, um, uh, with the position that the both of you all have, you know, showing that smile and and, and meeting and greeting people could really be, can make and break a company. You know, right. people can decide whether or not they're going to continue to shop at Winn-Dixie based on the interaction that they have with Daniel. People can decide whether or not they're gonna come back to Mount Brook YMCA. I'm telling you. Actually, I know with Stephanie. That's right. So having you guys out front with, you know, showing your smiles and meeting and greeting people, you know, it getting it's getting you all outside of your comfort zone, but it's also showing, you know, the public say, hey, look, you know, yes, I live with a disability, but I get up every day and I come in, you know, I, I contribute. To society by being a working member of society, and, and I don't allow my disability or limitations to prevent me from getting up and showing up for work every day. That's right. My best foot forward, you know, and, and accomplishing my goals. And so that's that's just a beautiful thing <laughs> that the both of you guys are doing. Yes. Yes. And and, and also you know just hearing you guys stories and. And me, just personally knowing your journey,
2: right. you
0: know, um, I like to to take, you know, the the testimonies per se from individuals that I, I work with and and seeing them obtain employment and tell the next person, say, hey, you know, there, there's really no no limits to what you can do. No, if you put your mind to it, where there's a will, there's a way.
2: That's right. Only uh, you can limit yourself. mm -hmm. Only you can do that. That's where the limitation come in at within you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
0: That's right. And so, Daniel, now, you told me a pretty amazing story about Winn-Dixie that I think I would really love to highlight here. Uh, So a few weeks ago, you took ill and had to be off work for a while. And please share with the public what went Dixie did.
1: Sure. Um. So. You know. Uh. For I was out for a couple of weeks because I got you know I tested positive for COVID nineteen and um it took me down. I I had fevers and I was totally sick couldn't go to work called off two days in a row and I said oh, maybe I'll get better and. At first, you know, you're, in, you're like in shock. Like, it just can't be COVID. Where would I get it from? But sure enough, I called out Saturday. I had to call out Sunday. I couldn't go in. I couldn't get out of bed. Hmm. So I, I had I had the top positive test. Called my manager on Monday and said, look, I'm sorry, but this is the situation. And she said, okay, I'm going to do an intake for you. And yeah, so, okay. So I got a call from HR. I believe it was the next following day. They called me and said, listen, um, we heard about your positive test. I'm so sorry to hear that. How are you feeling right now? Getting details. And they said, well, listen, we're going to pay you for, you know, you got the ten, average is about 10 days. People are, you know, out with the sickness, with the virus.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So we're going to give you a, a paycheck. And I said, okay. I, and I asked him, I was in shock because I've worked, you know, management before. So I know a little bit of details of how the inner workings are. I said, are you sure? I forget his name, but I said, are you sure? I'm a part-time employee. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm I'm right there at the bottom. They don't mm-hmm. do that for employees like that, you know? And he goes, yeah, listen, we're going to pay you, and you're going to get about an average of whatever you make over those 10 days. Wow. I said, okay. Mm-hmm. Sure enough, I got the paycheck. I, I didn't quite believe him, I guess, until I saw the money into my account, and I said, oh, Wow, that's that's pretty impressive, that was great. You know, When dixie took care of me as I was sick and out. Mm-hmm. And it was basically the same amount of what I usually get in my paycheck well, we, for the few days at work.
0: We definitely want to applaud companies like Winn-Dixie who, you know, um, you know are supportive of, of inclusion and diversity in the workplace. And and celebrate individuals with disabilities and and uh um, issues like that arise that they take care of their employees. And so we definitely want to applaud companies that do that. That's so hard. Stephanie, what was your greatest fear?
2: My greatest fear was um when they come up to their desk. <laughs> <laughs> When they come up to that desk, that was my greatest fear. Now, I could handle the phone part, but then when they actually walking up to me, I said, oh, Lord, here they come. (laughs) (laughs) But I had to compose myself. I never let them see me sweat. They almost, though, a couple of times when I had to just, like, suck it up. Come on, Stephanie, you got to suck it up. So I just suck it up and do what I had to do. But it, like Friday, I had to run the whole desk by myself. Now, I was doing great, but almost time for me to get off, look looked like it just started jamming up on me. I said, oh, Lord. And the girl she that was supposed to be in, coming in, when I'm getting ready to get off, she didn't come in right then. So I was like, oh, Lord. And I'm looking at the clock. I'm looking at the people coming in. And it looked like they had kind of like bum rushed me. Then after a while, the computer I was, I had typed in something wrong. The computer just shut down. I had to call my boss, but he told me what to do. And he told me, he said, and get away from the computer. I said, yes, sir. (laughs) 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 But other than that, you know, the phone part is great, but you know, just that Right, coming straight up to me. But it's getting better. But Friday was a little bit more challenging because guess what? I didn't have crutch, a crutch up under me. You're yeah. pulling, he easing that crutch away. You know, I, I had I been having that crutch. Somebody, you know, somebody always be behind me, or sometime he might be standing there. It was nobody, it was me. And like I said, at first I was doing just great. Then just about four o'clock, things I started changing. So I got to keep that in mind. Stay the same way from the time you get in there to the time you leave. Try to hold on to that same aspect of, a, of it all. Yeah.
0: It sounds like you know, your, your boss is seeing the improvements that you are making. Right. Slowly adding more responsibilities to you and trusting you more.
2: Right
0: as he see you you know, right. so that's wonderful.
2: And we have a thing that we play music at the front desk. Now I play what well, he plays, it. I just don't change it. Because I like the music too. It's called, it's Pandora 60s, 70s, and 80s. Oh, them people just love that. And they'll come up to the desk, they say, young lady, you playing some good music up here. And I'll be like, oh, i am playing that. Even though it sounds good, don't get me wrong, because I like it too. I just should i take the credit yeah i should thank you <laughs> so that's how you know so we we play music at the front desk so, so maybe enjoying that
0: what would you say to other individuals who are living with disabilities and they are facing fears right now what would you say to them to help them overcome their
2: fears um, just keep the faith in God, pray over it, and um don't take everything so you know so drastic just just take your time, try to pay attention to whatever your you know whatever you're going through, but mainly just keep God in it, keep christ he he got you, even when nobody else have you, he has you. And I have to sometimes, even though I know this, sometimes I have to coach myself on that. Because if I don't coach myself on certain things, I could be a mess and I don't wanna be a mess. So I wanna just keep that faith, just keep the faith and it'll all fall fall in the right place for you.
0: Thank you for saying that. Also, I I wanna highlight uh, the YMCA as well. Mm -hmm. Uh, we have had a great partnership with the YMCA. Okay. They are also very great about, you know, inclusion and diversity in the workplace. Um, they, um, so we want to really applaud the YMCA as well for okay. individuals with
2: disabilities. And, right.
0: and uh, giving Ms. Shepherd her first
1: job,
2: <laughs> <laughs> that's right because sometimes you will come up behind me relax relax stephanie it's not that serious he's like this is my job it could be that serious you know i want to get paid and i want to do the job right you know but he said he always tell me to relax yeah
0: so daniel what was your greatest obstacle um to getting the job yes
1: um, overcome my fear of going back out into the public, and you know, as as a new newly disabled person, you know, and and just facing uh, being afraid of facing situations. Okay, I you know the first thing that comes to mind sometimes is, or a lot of times is, what if this happens and I can't do it? What if that happens and I can't do that?
2: Yeah,
1: and so that that was tough you know mm-hmm. situation right there that mentally the mental game is the is yeah. the hardest part i think for me even more than the physical sometimes because that'll freeze you Or at least for me personally mm-hmm. speaking mm-hmm. Yeah. it'll cause me to freeze and i'm just like, like you haven't even come across the situation yet mm-hmm. and so once i but once i got out there you know have a good day and do you know and get it under your belt and say okay see i told you you could do it like my wife, you know, I hear in the back of my, in my head all the time. I told you, just what's the worst that could happen? Get out there and, and just go for it. You know this, you have the knowledge, and you have the ability.
0: So. What type of advice would you give to other people, individuals who are living with disabilities, who are facing obstacles to employment? What type of advice would you give to them?
1: Um... um definitely set out don't give up you know if if you have a goal do everything you can to reach it no matter how long it takes it took me a little bit a while to find a job you know i I went on a few interviews and and i could tell after a little while okay that one's not going to turn out or maybe i felt like the interview wouldn't go as good as it could have been and those doubts creep in you know and so a few months went by until i finally got the job at win dixie So even though you face situations like, oh, okay, you start doubting, you know, try your best not to, and it might be scary, and I be like, okay, this might not happen. No, keep like uh, Stephanie said earlier, you know, keep your faith and and believe that the plan for you is will prevail, you know, and you'll do it.
0: You guys have been wonderful today. I'm just so you know proud of both of you and and just you know, uh, watching you guys overcome obstacles.
2: And I want to say this, I'm going to cut you out. I want to say thank you. Oh, you're Because you played a big part in this too. You, I mean, you even included your family. Sometimes you would have your family to come to my resident to help me to, to get things started. So I just want to say thank you to you and your family. And I wish you all the best. You're welcome.
0: Thank you. Yes, sir. And so, you know, you guys sharing today, you know, just your journeys. I, I just know that as others who are living with disabilities who, are, you know, are on the journey to finding employment will be encouraged by your stories, you know, that they would know that they can overcome obstacles that they can face their fears you know, and that they can find employment with a great company that will celebrate them uh, being an employee there. And that they don't have to say, well, look at me, or or, this is my particular disability, and this is my limitation, and find all the reasons why they cannot find employment, but start looking at all the reasons why they came. And so today, you guys sharing your stories He's gonna be a great encouragement to others. And, um, and I celebrate you guys, and you guys are the true meaning of, of uh, what Disability Employment Awareness Month is all about. Thank okay. you. Thank you all. <laughs> thank, you. all right. thank you for being on today. Thank all of you all who joined us and watched the show today. And I wanna thank uh, Alexander at Alabama Care, for giving us an opportunity to share on this platform
2: today. You guys yeah. have a great day. All right, you too. Goodbye. You too. Thank
1: you. Bye bye.